Welcome back to a Monday edition of the HSS Pod. I am your host, Mark. Well, took last week off from doing this because I was so frustrated. I was afraid I was just going to be cussing up a storm. And I'm still frustrated. <clears throat> the uh, Hornets, uh, the playoff stuff, I don't think they're going to make it. Um, I just saw that Marvin and Cody are out tonight for the game against Houston. <laughs> um, so, I mean, not that we really had a good chance going into it anyway, but who, you know, that really hurts their, their options. I kind of hope Borrego just throws caution to the wind and starts some sort of jumbled lineup of like Kemba, Lamb, Batum, and Bridges, and maybe Willie or Frank, or I don't even care anymore. Just do something to see what happens. Maybe give Bacon a start. Uh, yeah, it, it's we're getting down to the dog days now, and it, it ain't looking good. And uh, I did a, I don't know if you, uh, earlier on Twitter I posted some stuff. Um, we know how bad this team is in, uh, Tight games. I mean, they just don't close. Um, but what's more troubling to me, what is more of a sign of of actual inherent issues between the roster, the coaching staff, and, and how they play together, is their inability to beat bad teams. They've got 12 games. They've lost 12 games in the last two years to just teams that aren't even trying to win. They've got four losses to the Bulls in the last two years. They've got three losses to the Knicks in the last two years. These are teams you just can't you can't lose to because in a team that is marginally talented like the Hornets are, you you can't miss those opportunities because there's so many teams that are gonna be, you know, you're gonna be on the road on a West Coast swing that you're just not gonna have a chance in. So those games against the freaking Knicks, you can't lose them. You just can't lose them. And, I mean, how much better would this team look? Would we feel as, as fans if instead of, instead of 30 and 36, they were 34 and 32? You know, that would look a heck of a lot better. They'd be solidly in the playoffs, you know, and, and you could look past games like tonight where you're going to get smoked because you're, you're missing two starters. You know, but when you fumble those early opportunities to when you play teams that have no business beating you, this this is where you sit when you're a, you know, you're a 500 team. That's basically what the talent level is. You're a 500 team, but you're only 500 if you beat the teams that are below you. You know, we're seeing it just bite us in the butt and it bit us in the butt last year. This team probably would have been in the playoffs last year and this year if they had just beaten the teams that they should have. Because I know that the six losses last year, you know, even if you win all of them, you don't get into the playoffs. They still would have been one game back. But, I mean, we all know that, that Clifford took his foot off the pedal as they, as they finished up that season. So, and you don't know if, you know, maybe one of those games was on a back-to-back and you get a little, you know, a little bit more momentum 
and it helps you in the next game as opposed to deflating you for the next game. So those are that's the biggest problem. Until this team learns how to win against bad teams, we're going to see the same thing over and over again. And it's the same thing with these these slow starts and everybody says, oh, this team can't finish. Well, if you watch the way they play, they get down in the first half or the first quarter, then they fight, scrap and claw in the second and third quarter to get back into it, maybe take a little lead. And then by the time they get down to the fourth quarter, they have nothing left. And that's exactly what we see. We see them fade with six minutes to go because they've been playing at 100 miles an hour all of the second and third quarter because they have to get come back. Or, you know, the bench, they'll, they'll have a lead, the bench will give up the lead, and then the starters have to fight their way back to get the game into reach. And then they run out of steam right at the end. So, you know, the, the conversations of lack of talent and all that stuff, that's fine. I mean, I, I'm not going to try and tell you that this team is, you know, has top 10 talent in the league because they just don't. Um, but they also don't have bottom 10 talent in the league. Uh, they, they, they should be somewhere in the mid-level, you know, and you look at, look at teams across the, the league and the teams that are surprising people, the teams like this, the, uh, the magic, um, the teams like the, the, oh, I'm blanking on their name, uh, but teams in that middle level, like where we're at. They're they're playing above their head against bad teams, and they're not losing the games they can't afford to lose. That's what they're doing. So this team has to. They really need to figure out. I don't know if it's the there's the way their makeup is, the way that they're you know they all none of them are real fiery, intense characters. The coach is very laid back. Um, they're not the type to. You know, Kemba's the only one who really gets in the in, in, in starts John with officials and he doesn't really jaw with other players. You know, we need guys that are not afraid to to get in someone's face and kind of hype each other up. And we just don't have that on this team. And that's until they either they, they have to do two one of two things. They have to either get more talent, which is basically gonna be impossible. Or they need to figure out how to be intense coming out from tip-off. You know, I talked about this a couple episodes ago. That That's the biggest problem this team has. It, and it's controllable. That's what's frustrating. It's not something that they can't control. It's something that they have to address internally, you know. So that... That Bucks game was a perfect example. They got down early. They fought back. They got the lead, and then it just the wheels fell off. And I mean, the Bucks are really good. The Bucks are an extremely talented team. They did a really good job on 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 holding down the freak. They did a good job defensively on him in the first half. You know, but you gotta finish. You have to finish, and that's just what they don't do. And now you're seeing it with you know. You're seeing it with uh, guys starting to get hurt. Guys are starting to get worn out. I mean, Marvin's been playing a lot of minutes. And Parker now is not, you know, he's got a rest. So you're running into a lot of guys where you're starting to get thinner. And now Borrego is going to be forced 
to go to the bench and forced to play some of these young guys, which really worked out when they had to play Bacon because MKG got hurt. Um, Devontae looked good. So maybe it's time now to start realizing that we got to figure out what these young guys, what we have in these young guys, because this offseason, they're going to have to cut some bait. They're going to have to figure out exactly who they want to go forward with. And I, I was talking about this earlier. I would not be surprised to see Malik Monk traded in the offseason, maybe paired together with an MKG to get off some, some salary, because they are going to need to, as much as they probably don't want to, or I don't know, depending on what the, the cost is going to be, they absolutely are going to have to look at keeping Lamb because we don't have we don't have enough wings. We don't have enough guards, you know, shooting guards, to let the best one we have walk and have literally nobody ready to start behind him. This joke of having Batum start at the two, I mean, I don't know that this continues. He's starting to fall back to earth after his little boost, which we've seen a hundred times. You know, it's another excuse of, oh, I've got it figured out. No, this is what I need to do, and he'll start playing well. And, I mean, we've seen it the last... He's averaging 11 points per game the last three games. He's had two really rough shooting games. It, it, Batum is what Batum is. To To assume that he's going to change now is a little bit crazy. He is what he is. He's a terrible contract that you basically are just going to have to work around and try and get what you can out of him. But this stuff where we start moving around lineups and stuff to try and get an extra two points a game out of him is just silly. So as far as I can tell, I wouldn't be surprised to see them offload Monk and use him as a young asset to maybe get off. You know, MKG's contract isn't bad, really. 13 mil a year isn't crazy just for one year. And he's a guy, the kind of guy who teams, teams could use. He could be an off-the-bench defender. I don't know why we don't use him, but now they've decided that they're not going to use him. So if And now that he's dinged up. Uh, so I would not be surprised to see them flip that to try and save some cap money so they can try and resign Batum. Or not Batum, resign Lamb. Because we'd, and then go with a Devontae Graham, Dwayne Bacon as the backups to Kemba and Lamb. And I mean at least at that point at that, that at that point you have your your four guards, you know, your four guard rotation set with two young guys and two vets and this the whole idea that we signed Mac was just asinine. That was a total waste of money and time. Um I don't see them bringing back Tony Parker as a as a player next year, not for 5 million dollars. Uh, granted, he has been good when he's been able to really play to his the highest standard, but I don't know that that's going to happen very much for the rest of the season. And next year, I don't know that it's going to happen as much at all. You know, he's been good for you know twenty five, thirty games of really playing hard and and playing minutes. But a lot of these games you've seen recently, he's playing ten minutes. He goes one for five from the field. He still moves the ball pretty well, but. Once teams realize he can't he can't move, they're just going to start sagging off of him and forcing him to shoot, and that's not the way he's effective. So, 
next year I can I can definitely see them going to the two young guys off the bench and maybe using a, a, a draft pick that they have this year to get a combo guard who can be developed into somebody who can play either the one or the two and be the emergency point guard and the emergency shooting guard. Because they're going to have to scrimp financially. They're going to have to scrimp at least next year until they get off some of these other deals. So, um, so going forward, you would have at least a balanced guard rotation that uses some young guys, some old guys. And then you're going to have to do something at center because I don't think we have a, a real backup center on the, on the team right now. You don't have a viable backup center. Frank's going to be gone. Um, Hernan Gomez is a turnstile on defense. Offensively, he's pretty solid, but with a team that has no real stoppers defensively on the wing, you can't have a defensive center, non-defensive center, because they're just going to run roughshod. So um, there's 16 games left. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see where they go. Uh, I I have a fairly solid feeling that they're going to end up with 36 or 37 wins. And that ain't going to be enough. So then it's do the sit and wait for Kemba. See if he's going to resign. And then if he does, then you see if they go resign Lamb, they can make a deal to, to free up some space. Because they're going to have to do something because there's, there's not enough talent returning to be any better than they were this year. And if you start losing talent, then you're just going to get worse. So that's it for the pod today. We'll watch the game, and, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Hornet Sports Spot. I'll, I'll try and dazzle you with some beads of knowledge as we watch the game and watch the Hornets probably get smoked. But the one thing we can hope for is to see a little bit of the young guys and see maybe a glimmer of hope for the future. Uh, that's it. I will talk to you guys later. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.